Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into Ireland sport, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. Um, coming up this week, we'll talk a bit of cricket. Um, lots going on, a new men's island captain. Um, news or confirmation um, that Guernsey as well will be hosting uh, a big international tournament next summer. We'll be hearing from um, interim CEO Carl Brooks. Um, that's to come. Uh, my name is Tony Kerr and alongside me this week is Gareth the Prevo. Hi, Tony. And Jamie Ingle. Hi, Tony. <laughs> uh, good to see you guys. Uh, Gareth, back in the fold after a few days away. Any uh, tall tales from uh, your trip? Not really. I just uh, I was headed out to Sandown Races last weekend and pretty much any horse I backed fell very early on in the race. So I lost a lot of money. <laughs> well, no, not that I actually wager an awful lot. Because I'm, so I shouldn't expect a Christmas present this year then? No, like every other Christmas time. But, um, like uh, like my family will tell you, I'm quite tight anyway. So I, I, don't, um, I didn't spend an awful lot of money with, with the bookmakers, but uh, it did make for... A quite disappointing afternoon, even though it's, uh, it's always a good afternoon out. Well, at least Everton's form's picked up since you've been away. Exactly, yeah. I should stay away more often, I think. <laughs> uh, I didn't even realise that they'd beaten Newcastle 3-0, your side Newcastle 3-0, until about half an hour after the game. It sort of um, shows how how well we're going, really. Yeah, flying at the moment. Yeah, it's almost Christmas, uh, but there's still plenty of sport going on. In fact, a pretty busy weekend um, at home and away, so we'll look ahead as well to what's coming up. Jamie, first off, let's just have a look back at last weekend and the, uh, uh, well, very muddy cross-country championships. <laughs> yeah, that's always a brutal course, that lane, Orgio, kind of. It's basically private land near the airport, but it's sort of infamous. It's got this long, almost single file stretch of mud. We call it the trench, which just goes <laughs> up and up. And it's hard to stay balanced going off it. And you have to do that about four times. You're a senior man. So, yeah, it's a very tough race. Doesn't sound fun. Um, but it was, uh, well, a very familiar face uh, who uh, is once again, um, yeah, Island champion. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's massive credit to Lee Merriam. He's not training as hard as he used to. He's in his early 40s now. But yeah, he's still uh, basically Guernsey's top distance runner. Um, he got a very convincing victory over young Chris Bain in the senior men's race. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to see Lee still on top after all these years. Uh, unfortunately, his main local app rival uh steve Dawes was absent and it would have been quite intriguing to see a 1v1 between them but um yeah it's nice to see chris who's normally a middle distance runner sticking in and testing him over the first quarter of a race and then in the women's race we had nix petty who's i mean she's very committed to her training and it it shows unfortunately we don't have quite the depth we had before the island games a lot of athletes are taking that as a time to take a bit of time out of a sport or have unfortunately got injured but yeah um yeah, she's a deserving winner. Um, it's good to see her continue her streak of form leading up to the Hampshire Championships next month, which is the main aim for most of these runners. And thankfully, we'll have Lee Merriott in the team. Well, so, yeah, a good headline act for that. Um, are we going to have two decent, uh, decent squads? We've got a lot of depth in the men's event. Like, we've got a strong veteran team, which Lee's eligible to head, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're strong at senior level in the men as well. Unfortunately, we don't have as much women's interest this year. It, it seems to be largely down to what I've mentioned before. Yeah. Like, after the Island Games, people are injured, people just taking time out. Um, you heading over to Hampshire for that one? 
but yes, I shall be there. And yeah, it's always a nice one to support. I won't be running myself. <laughs> Sometimes it looks fun, but I'm sure if I was take, were taking part, I wouldn't be thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk cricket, Gareth, uh, because yeah, while you've been away, well, there's been a quite a lot happening, which is, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's not the, the height of the cricket season, is it? But um, lots of news. Um, a new captain for the men's island side, Ollie Nightingale, um, appointed skipper, returning from Jersey, where he's been based for, well, a few years, I think now, a couple of years. Um, and, and where he's been skippering St. Juan Springfield um, in their competitions in the Channel Island League as well. He came up against his brother, didn't he, uh, this summer uh, in that competition. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as far as um, a sort of time to take it on, it is kind of all change, isn't it? Obviously, you know, we've had Jeremy Frith uh, coming as director of cricket not that long ago um, and, a, and a really exciting schedule for next year. Yeah, there's um, plenty to look forward to to the men's uh, national squad. And they're sort of starting on an upward curve now after their their, their good performances um, in the in the summer, especially beating Germany in that uh, series over in uh, Holland, as it was. Um, yeah, so Ollie Nightingale, like you say, Tony, he's, he's got that captaincy experience with St. Juan Springfield, who are a very good side in Jersey, um, having to deal with um, some big names there. So um, he's, he's sort of got that experience now. And um, he's quite adept at uh, both formats of the game that we play, sort of the, the longer 50-over stuff and, and the T20s. Um, he's been around the Ireland squad now for, for several years and uh, he'll have the respect of the players. And it'll just be, um, yeah, like you say, joining forces with Jeremy Frith. Be interested to see what, um, what sort of plans they come up with with uh, the news that we'll be hosting that uh, Europe sub-regional qualifier in the T20 World Cup uh, in August. Yeah, it is uh, exciting news, isn't it? Um, it's kind of been, well, it's a bad, badly kept secret, really. But well, um, it's one of those, in Guernsey cricket, you know that we're in line to host these tournaments. It's just waiting to the, actually to be able to announce it. The ICC are very um, particular as to when they give press releases out. We've known for several months that we were highly likely to be uh, to be uh, uh, hosting one of those three um, separate tournaments. So um, yeah, it's, it's one we've been looking forward to for a while, and it was, it's actually great to actually get the news out in the open now, and yeah. which we've been able to this week. Yeah, quite. And it's ten teams, isn't it? So I think it will be the biggest tournament we've staged, certainly at senior level. Um, yeah, it will be. Um, there'll be plenty going on. We've we're actually second seeds in that tournament. Spain will come here as as the top seeds for our for our particular sub regional qualifier. Um, but yeah, T20 at, at that level, um, teams a lot of teams are becoming more and more dangerous. It should be a really entertaining uh, tournament, and but one which we can't take anything for granted for. But in saying that, we should have the talent, fingers crossed, to to play very well and, and hopefully progress from that one. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, it's, it's a few months away, isn't it? Uh, 21st to 28th of August next year. But put it in your diary and, and get out and support because... Like when that Europe final was staged in 2019, I remember covering the Jersey Germany game, which was kind of the crunch match in in that tournament in the end, and and the decider for for who would progress. And it was like one of the best T20s I've ever seen. It was it was um, an amazing match, but played in front of a very well. There, there was almost no one there, <laughs> and you think actually, you know, there's a lot of cricket fans and a lot of kind of casual cricket fans in the island. Um, you know the what better uh, kind of opportunity uh, you know locally to go and see some kind of like cut and thrust cricket um yeah so yeah do get out and support it um well it is a few months away but uh, yeah lots to look forward to next year and um to talk about the tournament and everything else uh, that's going on uh, in local cricket and look ahead to a busy year i caught up with the interim ceo of guernsey cricket carl brooks uh, i think it's a it's a big deal for guernsey cricket because it just reinforces what the icc thinks about us and how much they trust us to do a good job when we're hosting a tournament. And I think this is 
certainly one of the biggest ones. There's nine other teams coming to the island. So in terms of the impact that might have on Guernsey, the island, it's a sports tourism offer, isn't it? So if we can uh, really get our uh, our act together and make us uh, look like a really, really good cricket destination, you'd hope that some of these people will come back at another point in time. And obviously we hope they'll bring some fans, probably not thousands, but I'm sure they'll bring some fans and we need to give them a good time. And I know you were involved in staging the under-19 tournament um, uh, two years ago now. Um, how big a logistical challenge is it to, to put on a 10-team event? It, so actually, I think the under-19s tournament it was, was a little more logistically challenging because it was a four-venue event. Um, even though you know they're all very close, the venues, aren't they? But they still have to have all those buses running at the right time. And, uh, and making sure that people actually get on the buses. And of course, they were under 19s. I also did the tournament a couple of years before that, uh, which again was a smaller one. I think there were six or seven teams in that one. This one, it's two venues. We're playing probably at Port Swaff and at, at AG5. So the travel logistics will be uh, less challenging. The hotel logistics are bigger though, because there are more teams and more players. Um, luckily, uh, Mark Latter is we're in, a, in an inversion of our roles. Mark is going to tournament direct uh, the, this one um, and I'll be chief executive. So kind of the other way around. And uh, we're already well on top of planning for that. So it, it's you know, the fixture list is sent us. We've just got to make sure people get to the games on time and, and play the games properly. We've done it before. It's, it's a bit of rinse and repeat. The complicated things aren't usually to do with cricket. They're nearly always to do with things that go on off the field, uh, making sure that clothes get washed and dinner gets served and, and that kind of thing. But I don't think we're particularly frightened by it. We've done all of this before. Lats has got so much experience doing this. Yeah, so great stuff. The two of us and, with all the vo and all the volunteers we'll be looking for as well. We'll be looking for volunteers to help us as we did last time. And again, they always put their shoulder to the wheel. Yeah, and as you say, split over two venues, KG5, which is, is, is obviously a fantastic setup. Portsoff as well, which hasn't staged, I guess, these kind of games for quite a while. What, what kind of work is going on down there or what work will need to go on down there to get it ready for, for an international tournament? Uh, well, we need to make sure the, uh, the, the mat is right, but I'm sure it will be. It's, it plays pretty well. Uh, we'll uh, there'll be some, some care and attention given to the outfield and, and the the square, such as it is at the moment, but hopefully in the future, a square again. The um, and, and around and about the, the clubhouse, it'll be a, a usual tide here. We'll be setting up marquees for commentary teams, uh, scorers teams and that kind of thing. So it will look not dissimilar to how we had it for the, the, the 15s. But uh, again, they know it's coming. We've been talking with the, with the guys at, at Portsmouth and uh, all the planning is well in hand for it. Yeah, brilliant. And as you say, um, the fact that um, Guernsey's been given the the honour, the right to, to stage this tournament, um, it's a, a big vote of confidence from the ICC. I mean, for you, how important is it that not only is Guernsey a part of international competition, a part of ICC competition on the playing side, but also um, in hosting? How, how much of a, a part of Guernsey cricket is that? Well, it, it's important. There are potential financial benefits to us, of course, uh, and the fact that we are in um, in the line of sight of ICC when we come to working with them on, on the funding distribution and, and things like that. I think having our credibility uh, as a well-run administration is really important. It's 
not the most important thing. Obviously, performing on the field is the most important thing. But I think just having that good reputation of, of being you know, sound custodians of the game is just a, a good reputation for us to have. The funding formula from ICC, I'm just about getting my head around <laughs> it. I've been uh, inducted in the last four or five weeks to that. And, and for us to, to move forward for significantly more funding, we need to do more than just host tournaments. So we need to uh, improve participation on the island. We need to get more women and girls playing, and we need to move good players through the pathway so that we can start performing at the top level, move up that league of, of, of European countries so that we can, because um, you know, the further we move up that league, the, the funding formula starts giving you more money, which you could reinvest in making all of those things better. So there's a bit of a strategy uh, around how to do this, uh, but every other European country has also got uh, a similar strategy so it's it's quite competitive but uh, we're we're doing fine uh, we'll, we'll be running a good season and a really good tournament in 2024 of that i'm sure yeah brilliant and and there's a lot going on against you cricket at the moment obviously jeremy frith came in uh what about a year ago now um to um to take on the the, the director of cricket role um you've mm-hmm. come in as a um, interim ceo at the moment um but perhaps we can talk about the future of that and also you've got a new men's captain um ollie nightingale uh named this week uh, as the man who'll lead Guernsey's men on the field next summit there is a lot going on then does it feel like quite an exciting time sort of inside Guernsey cricket it's exciting to me for sure i think we're trying to make sure it's not exciting too we've exciting. got to um, make sure that we've got st- stability in terms of of delivering a season in in 2024 and it's the, the main thing that's on my agenda we've got to make sure that, our, that from a budget and a finance point of view that we're sustainable um so there's there's quite a lot to do in terms of um working sponsors and and, and others to to help supplement the uh, ICC income to make sure we've got a viable season. So th- there's a lot of moving parts, but there's, there's, this is, there's no kind of revolution going on here. We're evolving the way that it's been done. Uh, it's, it's trying to keep a steady ship uh, to make sure that we hit 2024 well, and we'll probably do some more further strategic thinking during 2024 once the season's underway and we start planning for what goes on from 20, 2025 onwards. One of the issues right now is that there's no certainty of funding from ICC. We were hoping to get a, a four-year deal, as it were, this year, but they've uh, not been able to do that for still some post-COVID reasons. Uh, some countries in the world are still feeling the effects post-COVID because we, in that cycle, got through it quicker. So they've, they've done an interim funding round this year. Uh, but by next uh, winter, we hope that there will be a certainty over the following three years, which gives us security in terms of what we need to plan to do. So if we need to make infrastructure investments, for example, we need to have that certainty of funding so that we can Mm. get that and look for our sponsors and others to match that funding to make things, uh, you know, build the infrastructure of the island. Yeah, great stuff. And and in terms of next season, obviously we mentioned the tournament. That's going to be a real focus and a really exciting focus. Um, how much can you say about what else is in store, both for kind of local domestic players and also for for the uh, the national sides? So the the I think that the biggest change uh, compared to say last year will be the volume of of junior and age group cricket. So we've we've upped uh, our efforts in terms of building a better fixture list, so that we're creating the 
the opportunities for youngsters to play, whether but just to participate, frankly. And obviously, the more you have who participate, the more options we've got of finding people who might be future green. So we, we need to, to to keep topping that that pot up. And what kids generally want to do is play. So let's let's find more fixtures. And so uh, Ben Febrish um, uh, and Lee Forshaw have been working really, really hard in building a fixture list for uh, for age group cricket. And that's looking really exciting. Uh, the uh, men's domestic game will be similar to most years, obviously with the tournament um, and the, the, the resurrection of, of the Channel Island League, which went well last year. We're, we're uh, continuing with that. Uh, we've we've had to sort of shoehorn a few things in and around, and I'm doing the planning for that right now. Um, so they will be the usual uh, weekend uh, competition, the bowl uh, and the championship, and they will be uh, the usual evening league. Uh, probably three uh, three divisions this season. Look forward to seeing you in some of those. <laughs> and <laughs> and then uh, women's and girls uh, more uh, more work to do on refining that fixture list but again there will be more cricket for those for those for those as well it's important that we get more girls involved and we give the the, the women's cricket uh, the opportunity to perform on an international stage and move up the rankings of course they had a great year last year and we're hoping to, to build on that with some, with some good fixtures uh, coming down the track um, there are one or two others that is probably best not to talk about that we hope will come in uh, will come to fruition uh, we're doing some work with with some county teams and their academies with a view of trying to get some some more cricket uh, over on the island of good quality but that's uh, still very much at the at the uh, uh, the negotiation stage yeah it sounds like there's lots oh, of look for... i forgot yeah. and i should say there's interinsula of course yeah. they'll be uh, t20 internationals and and uh, the, the big uh, 50 over game will be in jersey this year on the 7th of september as you said, there's a lot of cricket uh, on the schedule and it sounds like you're, you're kind of introducing more and, and, and trying to create as much playing opportunities as possible. With that comes a need for officials and umpires. What are the opportunities for people to get involved on that front? And, and you know, are you looking for, for more, I suppose, particularly local players, past players um, to kind of step up and, and give something back on that front? We are. I mean, we could always use more officials. And uh, the great thing about becoming an official in Guernsey is your route to doing some actual or pseudo international cricket is pretty good. Uh, if 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 you if you go through the the, the accreditations and you, and you, you you learn your craft on the field, uh, you know I, I was only doing it for three or four years. And you remember the Island Man International that we had straight after um, COVID? It was watched by hundreds of thousands of people because it was the first cricket match that was able to be uh, to be broadcasts uh, since uh, from uh, from after covid yeah i was fortunate to be able to stand in that and if i'd have been in the uk i don't think i'd have got quite <laughs> such a good opportunity so the opportunities for for standing in really good quality cricket the domestic crickets you know is good it, it, and it's it's interesting but obviously the opportunities then to to go along the pathway get involved in international tournaments and so on is there if you if you're involved, so we're always looking for more people in uh, to, to stand as umpires and particularly uh, to, to to learn the craft of scoring. We've got a uh, an event going on at the end of February where we're hosting a European t- uh, workshop where some of the best umpires in Europe will be coming to the island 
And as part of that event, again, Lats is, uh, is getting involved in this one as well. It's not going away. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we'll, we'll be running some sort of parallel workshops for people who might just be uh, starting out on, on scoring and empowering. And again, the more people who can um, get involved with us on that, uh, I think the better. And I think it, it, you reach a point in a, in a cricket career where you realise you want to carry on doing something and it's time to give something back. That's very much how I became an empire. And uh, I'm hoping that there are, you know, five, six, eight people out there who, who might do the same thing. And if we, if we can get them to come along, they'll be very welcome and they'll be very well looked after. And just finally, Carl, um, obviously you've stepped in as uh, interim CEO since uh, Lats is uh, stepping down. Um, how, uh, what, yeah, what, what's your kind of hope for the future? Because, uh, yeah, the, the, you're in for a few months, but yeah, how much are you enjoying it so far? And is it something that you think you've got a lot to give kind of in the long term as well? At one level, it's it's the dream job, uh, Tony. I think you, you you know what I how in, how I've been involved in cricket in various forms over the years. So to um, to end up to sort of running a, what is a really good cricket setup, uh, thanks to all the work that Mark has done over the last few years, and of course others, is great. It's it's, it's that dream job. Uh, I'm working with the board at the moment on how to correctly recruit a permanent uh, chief executive replacement. The, uh, the board asked me to look at the current structure, workload, and the, the, the way that the board itself is, is operating and, and, and is governing. Uh, so I've done some started work on that, and we will be starting, hopefully, a chief exec recruitment uh, process in the next few weeks. Um, uh, right now, I'm minded to, uh, uh, to apply when they put the adverts out, but... Uh, this has to be done properly, obviously. And if uh, if there's a better candidate, then um, then great, Guernsey will, will will do really well. But if if I'm fortunate enough to to, to get through the process and carry on, then obviously uh, I, I I love cricket on the island and uh, would stay involved in any case. I suspect. But yeah, I, I'd love to carry on doing this this job. I'd love to to see a whole season through from all the planning <laughs> we're doing now to actually getting seeing people out on on the field because that's where it really puts us there. Carl Brooks speaking to me there. Uh, yeah, really busy year. Um, the other, well, the other sort of highlight of the year, I think, as far as the, the senior men is concerned, it will be a trip to Belgium for four T20Is in June. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty exciting schedule for Frolly Nightingale and his team. Well, yeah, have that. And fingers crossed all the um, interinsular dates will be, be able to be penciled in. I mean, it's hard to schedule our cricket alongside Jersey's cricket because they're at a slightly different level. So it's you have to take a lot of consideration. But if you get a trip to Belgium for four games, the T20I in interinsular series, which is three matches plus the tournament, and then the the fifty over interinsular, which I believe will be in September, that's a, it's just a, a great summer to look forward to. If, if you're sort of on the fringes of the island squad, um, I think you're going to be working hard, probably already working hard, to be honest. I, I don't know if they're doing much in terms of winter nets quite yet, but certainly from the turn of the year, I think they'll be um, they'll be uh, getting a lot of practice in and working on working on their skill sets, ready for those those different challenges ahead. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Uh, of course, we wish Ollie uh, and Carl uh, all the best. Um, for getting things together for next summer plenty more coverage uh, of course to come uh, against the press will be uh, yeah right there alongside all of it um right let's just have a quick look at what's going on this weekend because i said at the top it is uh well almost christmas week but it's still pretty busy and there's some kind of very important fixtures for some of our teams 
there's some huge games actually this weekend. Um, certainly on Saturday, uh, we got a couple of um, major hockey games going on. These are the, sort of the ones which Guernsey have to win if they want more games in the season. It's sort of like it's a bit of a do or die for both the men and women, really. The women open their tier three campaign at home to Ashford on Saturday at one o'clock and um, that'll be a, a really good test it's the Guernsey side of a, a great mixture of youth and experience quite a few of the the side who played for the over 35s a, a few weeks ago in their excellent win over Teddington will be in action again for the for the full Ireland side along with some of the our better up-and-coming juniors so that'll be a good game and same afternoon the, the men are away at um, Sutton Coalfield for their Second game, the um, the women had a bye through the first round. The men overcame uh, Hampton and Arden in that penalty shootout, which they shouldn't have taken it quite that far. Guernsey um, missed several chances late on in the game. I don't know their their coach, Ed Benfield, wants them to convert a few more chances, uh, sort of asking what he wants to improve, and he just says, score more goals. <laughs> Um, they do create an awful lot of chances our, our men's side and um, usually once in a season somebody's on the end of a hammering and you sort of hope that might happen this weekend but uh, you can't take anything for granted and then yeah there's also a very big game for, for Guernsey Raiders in rugby at uh, National 2 East they're away to Seven Oaks, who are directly above them in the table and both sides on 24 points and sort of with no game then for sort of several weeks over the Christmas period you Raiders will really want to finish 2023 on a high, so that's a, that's a really important game for them. Um, and Guernsey Raiders ladies are actually uh, at home at Foots Lane at one o'clock on on Saturday as well against Heathfield and Waldron, and they're they're continuing to improve. There's a lot of sort of um, newcomers and novices in that side, but they're they're making good progress, and um, that'll be uh, that'll be another good game for them. Hopefully, they get a nice crowd down there. Yeah, plenty to enjoy down at Foots Lane on Saturday. Um, on the football front, massive game for GFC. Um, they go to Northwood, uh, who are just a couple of places above them in the table um, at the bottom of the uh, Isthmian South Central. Um, so that's a crunch game, and actually, uh, there's another crunch game to come for them next week. But arguably even bigger I suppose um, a couple of days before Christmas the 23rd they go to Binfield who are uh, rooted to the bottom uh, of uh, the table so um, yeah a, a really big week for GFC and as a couple of big prior games potentially well yeah fingers crossed that um, the weather is actually supposed to be pretty dry now for, for the rest of the weekend so um, hopefully that they're all playable but the, there's obviously the big game will be the Grand Fort Road derby at Northfield with North hosting leaders Vale Rec who um, are hoping to end this year sort of unbeaten in, in the league so far this season um, and also, I mean, the Saints are still, they've only sort of dropped points once this season, but they're so far behind in terms of games played that um, they're playing quite a lot of catch up. But it'd be interesting to see how they go. And they're, they're hosting Sylvans, who have been very impressive of late um, at Blanche Pierre Lane on, on Saturday at two o'clock. So there's some big games there. And um, Rovers are hosting Alderney and Bells are playing Rangers as well on the same afternoon. So it's a full programme of uh, FMB Pro League fixtures. Jamie, where are you going to be? Um, on Sunday, I'll be down at Sunway Manor for a spot of Jingle Cross. <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the Velo Club's festive cyclocross race. Uh, cyclocross is a fast-growing discipline. It seems to have taken root quite well locally. And it's all for a good cause because it's raising money towards the Velo Club's new pump track at Delancey. Yeah, good stuff. Look out for a report on that. Um, right, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, will we be back next week with another pod? We've been a bit intermittent or certainly off schedule the, the last couple of weeks for various reasons. Well, it's <laughs> as we're being way. forced to take the rest of our holiday from the year. Yeah. Uh, we work so hard throughout the year, we, we forget to take holiday and it's it's it all sort of uh, mounts up in December. <laughs> um, but I think we will be back next week. Uh, we'll certainly have a, a review of the year um, uh, dropping in the feed as well um, over the Christmas and New Year period. But yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that uh, next week. Um, yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks again to Upgrade Fitness 
listeners as well for their support of the show. Um, see you soon. Cheers, Tony. Cheers,